0: Welcome to the Your Mom Has a Blog podcast. I'm Chad Edgington,
1: and I'm Melissa Edgington.
0: All right, day twenty-four of the thirty for thirty-one, thirty-one for thirty-one challenge.
1: Thirty-one things to teach your kids in thirty-one days. We've been podcasting every single day in the month of May
0: for twenty-four straight days, and today is or tonight's a really hard one um, because we've been theme parking all day at Six Flags over Texas. Yeah. One of my favorite places in the the whole earth.
1: It was a good day. Yeah, we had fun. You know, I like the days, to be honest, when the park closes at 6.
0: Mm-hmm. Why is that?
1: Because to me, that's just about the perfect... I mean, like, by 6 o'clock, I am really tired.
0: I need another 4 hours.
1: Yeah, you can... I
0: need a 10 to 10.
1: You can easily do Six Flags till 10, which, I mean, I've done it many times, but... I mean, if I had to leave at six every time, it wouldn't break my heart because I'm really tired by then
0: I just there were so many more things I wanted to do, and the park wasn't that bad today.
1: It wasn't crowded. I we, mean
0: we flipped out when we got there, the kids and I did because there were so many school buses pulling up, yeah, but what we kind of realized is there weren't that many school buses there, and the the kids who came on the school buses. A lot of them just weren't in line riding rides. I don't they know just, what they were doing they all They were just day. sitting around looking at their phones all day at the, at the Six Flags.
1: It's so weird how obsessed kids are with their phones. Yeah. I mean, we've watched these two girls get on this ride called Catwoman's Whip, where it's just this spinning ride. And it spins and spins yeah. and spins until you're just going upside down. Yeah, which and is really
0: exciting and crazy.
1: So they the ride started, and both of these girls had their phones out. They were, like, reaching around their restraints, texting while the ride started. And then when it got to going totally upside down, they couldn't do that anymore, I guess. But then as soon as it got level enough... They started texting again as the ride yeah. was finishing. It was so weird. It
0: was a, bit, a lot of probably a lot of social stuff going on that day for the kids. Yeah, you're at the you're you're at school, but your school today is a theme park. Mm-hmm. And I think they used to do like scientific things with kids at Six Flags, like show them how roller coasters work. Now they just
1: Now they just, just tried to get them to buy funnel cakes. Yeah, now
0: they're just trying to make some money. Yeah. So the kids that came was nuts, though. I talked to a group from DeSoto. They brought their whole middle school, 6th, 7th, and 8th grade. And I said, well, um, how much should it cost y'all to come to Six Flags for one day? And it's $75 to send a kid to Six Flags.
1: Oh, my goodness. Who can afford That's that? That's crazy.
0: You know, and then, and then we're, we have a hard time coming up with money for summer camp. It was Seventy-five dollars. He could have bought uh, a, a season pass. Is way cheaper than that. But they had to do food, and yeah. so I just thought that was interesting. School planning. I said, well, Did all the kids get to come? He said, No. Some couldn't afford it. And I thought, you know, in Olney that would never happen. Like in Olney there would not be a trip where you would just say, Well, too bad.
1: Well, they wouldn't plan a trip that costs $75. Yeah, or
0: they they wouldn't plan a trip and not figure out a way to get every kid on it. Yeah. It's just not the way we operate here in America, (laughs) where we still believe in things. Maybe in the Metroplex, that's how they do it. Well, if you're not rich, you can't go. No. Yeah. We give until it hurts, and then we give a little more. (laughs) We do the season pass thing because it winds up being... Uh, an affordable way to sort of have a blast. And not everybody's a roller coaster theme park kind of family or or person. Yeah. But everybody everybody likes it. Even Emerald today had a lot of fun.
1: Emerald she, loves it. She
0: got to, she got to do a lot of stuff today.
1: Well, she finally hit 48 inches.
0: That makes a big difference. And when you hit
1: 48 inches, there's all the stuff you can ride. <laughs>
0: yeah. She didn't want to ride much of it, but she did get to they, do a few what's new crazy things.
1: crazy as the biggest roller coasters in the park, a six-year-old is tall enough to ride them. Yeah,
0: Could she ride the Giant?
1: Yes. Oh,
0: my goodness.
1: And, I mean, when we ride those, we're just going, there's no way we would put Emerald no. on this thing.
0: That one, the Titan, is a big... It's one of the tallest roller coasters in North America. And every time I ride that, I think, why am I getting on this ride? Because <laughs> it's just a matter of times, uh, a matter of time, twice during the ride I am blacking out.
1: Everybody does that. I guess so,
0: but th- why do we think that's fun? That's scary to me. I like don't I just know. see start seeing big spots and I can't hold my head it's something
1: up. Something about g force That's yeah,
0: the G-forces and women handle those better than men. Did you know that?
1: Did not know that.
0: Yeah. There was uh, some kind of... You can look this up, and I don't... You might have to snope it. But apparently, the doctor who was responsible for helping choose the original Mercury 7 astronauts thought it would be better to pick seven women as well and put them through the training. Because he thought women would would handle outer space way better than men. Really? Probably true. You know?
1: Because well. lo- I've met a
0: lot of women who are spaced out. <laughs> Wait, can't say that anymore. I'm just joking. You never that. could say that. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> so anyway, um, had something happen to me today at the theme park that's never, ever, ever happened to me before at a theme park.
1: I've never even heard of it happening to anyone before.
0: Yeah. And it happened to myself and my son, Sawyer.
1: I saw you even more than you.
0: Yeah. So we got on a ride called The Batman. You sit four across in these chairs with your feet hanging down. And the, the track is basically above your head. And it's a wild ride. Smooth, but it, it throws you all around. It does. Upside down, sideways. It's, it's amazing. It's a feat of engineering. But sometimes all that throwing around uh, gets somebody's uh, stomach upset. And so as we finish the ride and we're you know fist bumping and having a good time, thinking about how fun that was, I I feel like I you know we 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 come sort of back onto the platform the dock, where you're going to get off the ride, and I feel like I just get hit in the eye with a water gun, <laughs> and my hand uh, you know gets hit too, but mainly it was in my eye and my ear, and. And I was like, what's going on? I was mad. Like, who's shooting a water gun right now? And Why is it so warm? <laughs> I looked look down at Sawyer, and he's got this look on his face. It's like the beginning of cr- crying, you know. Like yeah. He's starting to tear up. And I'm like, what's happening? Then I look at the girl sitting next to him, and she's got her hands over her mouth. And I real- And then her boyfriend is sitting next to her, and he's kind of freaking out. And I realize, that girl just threw up. In my eye. <laughs> she held her hands up to her face and it just sort of like projectile vomited and it just went everywhere. Oh my gosh. And it was all over Sawyer's arm and his face and it was over my in my face and in my hand and it was on his legs. And he he was crying and she was upset and uh it was a it was a that was a bad moment.
1: That was bizarre.
0: No one's ever thrown up on me before in a roller coaster. And as we're walking over to the bathroom to clean up, Sawyer says, no one's ever thrown up on me before. And I was like, hmm, you've actually thrown up on me a lot. (laughs) So, I mean, he's really thrown up on me a lot.
1: Okay. Yeah. I I think that's...
0: And you know, whenever I remember him doing that when he was a little baby, that's exactly what it was like. (laughs) Same temperature. (laughs) And I, and I'm I just hope so nobody's glad. trying
1: to eat their breakfast no while they No joke.: to but I'm so glad That's that that so girl, gross. it seemed like
0: all she had been doing was drinking water. So that was a good thing. It was mostly water, probably with a little stomach okay, bile. Okay, would you
1: please quit? Seriously, you're taking it too far. Well, You've got to quit.
0: I'm just saying, it was in, well, it was in my eye, okay? So I think I deserve to be able to say what I need to say about it. <laughs> this is therapeutic. <laughs> I've, I have probably had many girls look at me and think... That guy makes me want to throw up. Gag me with a spoon. <laughs> but they never did it. <laughs> this girl. She was a woman after your own heart.
1: She was, uh, she was a teenager, right?
0: Yeah, she was probably 14, 15. Yeah. You know, 16 maybe. I mean, she was old enough to have a boyfriend. That I mean, they were probably in high school. And he was like, dude, dude. He was just like calling out to all his buddies that were on that same train. Dude. Dude, tell them to hurry up. Tell them we got a problem over here. And I was thinking, no, don't alert them or they'll shut the ride down and Melissa won't get to go. So I was, hope- I was hoping they wouldn't figure this out.
1: The crazy thing was they did not figure it out. Yeah. And so it's a little disturbing to me that a girl vomited in that seat and then the next person just got in that seat See, and rode. Sh- but
0: somehow I, I think most of it got on Sawyer and me. <laughs> 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 don't think it was anywhere else.
1: And her boyfriend. And her
0: boyfriend. Because she just...
1: Okay, okay don't, okay, don't describe that again. So
0: we're done. We're done talking about that. But that was really... Um, that was wild.
1: Yeah.
0: And... Uh, that
1: was disgusting. And
0: immediately... I, mean, I would say almost immediately after it happened, I thought, I can't... You know, after last night it was so bad, I thought, oh my gosh, we have, we've got something now. I've been thrown up on. This will help redeem number 24.
1: Really, you thought that 31. would be a redeeming quality well, of the podcast? I just thought, I thought,
0: how interesting. <laughs> how interesting. What a, what a crazy thing to have happen to you.
1: That is so gross. The other
0: crazy thing that happened is I forgot my phone. And I went the whole day without a phone, and I liked it. Yeah. I'm thinking about going, like, more days without phones. Yeah. At first, I was, it was a little hard because I wanted to see what was happening in the news. And then I just forgot about the news. It took about two hours. Then I, th- I forgot about the news. I forgot about people I know about or care about. <laughs> and uh, I didn't. I wasn't caring about anything at the moment. And it was awesome.
1: See, you should try that more often. Well, we
0: should all do that more often. We should be like, hey, if you really want to get a hold of me, just come over to my house. Yeah. Come, come up to the office. Give me a call on the phone. Yeah. But we're t- we're so easy to get a hold of.
1: You mean the regular phone, not your cell phone?
0: I'm talking like. Maybe get a regular phone, and have a phone at the office. And then if, if you're not here or at the office, people are like I don't know where he is. What about getting him on a cell? Uh, he doesn't he doesn't answer it anymore. What if What if we lived like that?
1: That would be awesome.
0: Yeah, so we were kind of it. talking about it a few nights ago, or last night, or whenever that was, about what you know the prehistoric days, the pre-technological days. Yeah. But anyway. Um, so that was, that was uh, something I thought was exciting. I also had a, a strange conversation with some, uh, the, some more kids from DeSoto uh, that were telling me about their trip. Uh, this was a different batch of them. They were everywhere. There was a thousand of them. So they were, they were all over the place. The whole, every ride was crawling with kids from DeSoto. <laughs> and uh, so one of the kids told me his dad lived in Canada and managed two McDonald's in Canada and that he spoke French and English and two other languages that he wasn't sure of. And uh, so I was talking to these kids and they were from uh, DeSoto and I just said, what church y'all go to? And they tell me their church that they went to, uh, different churches. One was Church of Christ and one went to a church called Concord. And uh, I said, what are you saying? What are you saying? He said, like the grape. Oh, Concord. Okay, gotcha. And uh, so we're chatting about church and... Um, somehow Canada came up. I know we have a few Canadian listeners, and oh, it came up because of his dad managing the, the McDonald's there. And I said, "Yeah, you know the thing about Canadians is they're really nice." And this one kid said, "Really? What? Well, then, then I want I want to go there. What's it? Well, how how are they nice?" I said, "I don't know. They're just you just never hear about mean Canadians. <laughs> they're just they're ha- nice. They seem pleasant." Um, if you've met some, they're very nice. They're kind of like Australians, just really cool people. And the kid was like, man, I want to go there. I want to live in Canada. Maybe I'll manage McDonald's. (laughs) And I said, yeah, but you know, I know we've got a lot of problems here, but you know, in Canada, many of the people are godless. Um, They don't know Christ. Many are atheists. Of course, there's a lot of atheists in America too. But he said what's an atheist he'd never heard the term it's like eighth grade never heard of an atheist he could not believe it like he was a real like embodiment of psalm 14 at the moment he was like you mean what do they believe then that's stupid who do, who who would say there's not a god and i was like they, a lot of people they 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 just what, what do they think happens when you die I said they just say you don't don't exist anymore just like you didn't remember when before you were born that you were nothing and they say you're nothing afterward and it just blew his mind that people would not believe in a god hmm. you know so we continue this was on the roaring rapids ride which is like a round boat that holds 12 people and half the people get soaking wet and the other half stay dry and laugh at the people that are getting soaking wet <laughs> Yeah.
1: guess which side you were on oh
0: my gosh i was i was being pointed at and mocked by these <laughs> by the Desoto kids <laughs> so uh, i sorry and i we had such a good time chatting with the with you know several about three of these kids we were really struck up good conversation you know good spiritual conversation with them on the, on the way uh in, in the line it was a long line about a 40 minute line and uh the other person that was the one, the guy standing in front of me in line, I don't know what his deal was, but he just kept staring at me. So that's why I was kind of keeping the conversation going with the kids behind me because I couldn't tell if he wanted me to say something to him or it was, it was, real, it was weird. So we were talking and, uh, I said, well, I'm just going to ride with you guys. We're going to ride with y'all. Oh, you're going to ride with us? They were excited that Sawyer and I were going to ride with them. And, uh, we get in the boat and, uh, then what we heard most of the ride was just a string of profanities, while the two kids that um, had struck up the conversation with us, the spiritual conversation, were mortified that their friends were, and they were saying, "Don't, don't, don't!" You know, they were mortified that they were using that kind of language because they had found out I was a pastor, yeah, and their friends didn't realize it or didn't care,
1: yeah,
0: and it was. Uh, a lot of a lot of F word today at the old Six Flags.
1: A lot of it.
0: You heard a lot too.
1: Oh my goodness, it wore me out. I mean, I couldn't take my six-year-old on a ride without hearing everyone around me shouting that out or shouting out, you know, God's name in vain.
0: Mm-hmm. They're saying the word Jesus. Yeah. In vain. And uh, it's it's uh, I'd kind of been laboring under the impression that Emeralds thought the F word was a different word.
1: Well, she did up until just at the end of school, little boy in her class taught her different.
0: Yeah. So she leaned that you leaned down and she said it in your ear. And I was like, I wonder which, what word she thinks is the F word. Cause maybe it would have been, maybe would have moved from F A R T to flatulence. I didn't know what, yeah. what she thought the F word was. Yeah. Cause there's some other, you know, offensive words you could say that start with F. And I leaned down and, and heard her say it, the actual word. And I yeah. was like, that's a weird thing to hear your little girl say.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But Lee, but she did know it was a bad word, and she knew not to say it loud. Yeah. And so that kind of brings us to our topic. So what's our topic tonight, Melissa?
1: So we were inspired today at Six Flags to uh, talk about teaching your kids to honor their parents.
0: Honor your parents. So how do we teach kids to honor their parents. How do you teach kids to honor you? I guess you're going to teach your kids this, what it means to honor you.
1: Well, I think first of all, if we want our kids to honor us, you know, we have to be, we have to show them what is honorable. Mm -hmm. And so they're going to be looking at us to see what is acceptable, what is good, what is righteous, what is holy. Mm Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if if we're living up to, um, you know, a certain standard of holiness and godliness, then mm-hmm. that's what we want to see repeated in our children.
0: Yeah, and that's going to be, you know, Exodus 20 contains the Ten Commandments. And that's one of the ten. That's, yeah. that's one of the big ten is honor your mother and father. But there are other things God had commanded those people that would Im- that would um imply that they understood that they needed to be honorable right that they needed to be uh, holy as God was holy or is holy and so um, you know you're you know we we need to strive and 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 try to attain uh, not a level of perfection or, or or a type of behavior that would merit salvation. We understand that's not the gospel, but to, we're 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 trying to show our kids how to live, right. and we're showing that there's a way uh, to use sort of Al Mohler type language. There's a way that leads to human flourishing and there and thriving, and there's a way that leads to death. Yeah, and that commandment says so that it may go well with you and you'll have a long life. Right, and it's repeated again in Ephesians chapter six by the Apostle, so you've got um, a promise there that if you, if your parents are teaching you the right way, that they're going to teach you the types of things that help you to live longer. Right. So honor them because they're they're trying, they're teaching, they're loving, they're sacrificing, they're doing these things for you, and God has commanded you to honor to honor your parents and to show honor to your parents. And we tend to make that something like, well, if your mom and dad tells you something to do, you need to do it.
1: Right.
0: That's the, and that's the way you sort of understand the way we normally teach honor. Yeah. So I want to add another, I just want to take this principle and add a little wrinkle to it. <laughs> Are you cool with that?
1: I'm cool with that.
0: Can I do my Rodney Nance impression?
1: Hey, listen, but f- before you do yeah. that, mm-hmm. I will just, just to explain why we were inspired to do this today. I mean, I really felt like today we were truly in a park with thousands of unsupervised kids.
0: Other people's kids.
1: Basically, that's what happened because it was all these school trips. Yeah. So there were, um, you know, middle schoolers and high schoolers, mainly middle schoolers, probably. Mm -hmm. A lot of sixth, seventh and eighth graders running around with just their friends and no teachers, no mm. parents. And you know what we saw, unfortunately,
0: is that the future is in very bad hands. That's <laughs> what we saw. That we're we are in trouble, people. These were awful human beings running around, <laughs> and they're the ones that are going to be making decisions whenever you can't.
1: Well, they were not. They were not acting as if they understand anything about
0: common sense the way
1: to behave in um in logic. society yeah
0: or or <laughs> i mean yeah, nothing about most of their behavior there there was a there was a lot of line jumping and i just you know melissa got, get, got gets on to me what's new but um <laughs> <laughs> you know adelaide was wearing a shirt that says grace wins every time and i'm like y'all if y'all are gonna cut i get to go in front of you because y'all are cutting and they're like, oh, sorry, sorry. But then, then I had a little conversation with those same girls and realized that they were rude, insensitive, and disrespectful. And I was glad I yelled at them afterward. So uh, then, then another situation where there was a long line of like 20 people at a concession stand. And a girl just walked right up in front of everybody and got her drink refilled. And I said, ma'am, look at this long line. Did you hear me get give give, yeah, on? Yeah, but there? she
1: was a kid, too. Yeah, she was
0: a kid. Yeah. But I'm just trying to Did teach them. Did you call her ma'am? Yeah, I said, ma'am, ma'am. Listen, there's mm-hmm. a long line here, and she, she's like, "I know, I know." He said I could go in front. Well, he can't tell you you can go in front of everybody here. You'd have to get everyone's permission. This is a long line.
1: Chad cannot tolerate line jumping. It's just, I don't know. It goes it's against the Pharisee coming out of it. It
0: goes against everything <laughs> right and holy. When I see somebody <laughs> jump a line, it makes my head want to explode. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, it's no big deal.
1: Chad, do you know what the Bible says? It says, if a man asks for your cloak, give him your shirt too. Mm -hmm. So if a kid cuts in front of you in Mm -hmm. line, then invite Mm -hmm. his friend to cut in front of you also. No,
0: no. (laughs) The Bible also says in Romans chapter 13, if you want to get into this, obey your authority. And whenever you are in the park, when you're in the park, you're under the authority. That's what your ticket says, is that you are granting Six Flags certain license to kick you out of the park if you break the rules. There's authority there. There's yeah. rules at Six Flags. And one of the main rules and, and the causes for removal from the park is line jumping. So that's the rule that's been laid down. And people just ignore the rule. Yeah. And it, imagine if everybody line jumped. There'd be riots. So the, the line jumper is counting on the fact that everybody else is going to do what's right. And that they're going to be nice.
1: You know what I actually thought today when we were there. They have all these beautiful flowers around the park, mm-hmm. and I thought to myself, "I wonder how they still have all these pretty flowers because I would expect all those thousands of kids there for each one of them to pick at least one flower."
0: No, know they had their phones in their hands; <laughs> their their hands were busy.
1: I guess that's true.
0: If they if they weren't on a phone, they were on each other. <laughs> they I didn't. I didn't see a lot of PDA. I didn't either. I saw a little lesbian PDA, which was kind of disconcerting. But yeah. you know, it's 2018 and society has gone to he double hockey sticks, and so I just expect <laughs> it.
1: <laughs> okay, so what I did you point were,
0: out to Adelaide it was an abomination. You they, were gonna uh, say there <laughs> it was. A,
1: there's a wrinkle.
0: Okay. So you're right. So here we were at this park with, if I was going to Rodney Nance it, I was going to say, you know, I want to take a little Exodus, uh, Rodney's a friend of ours, talks. I want to take a little Exodus, just kind of roll a little Ephesians chapter 6 in there, uh, and then just start to think, you know, about the Sermon on the Mount and just kind of bring that. In all aspects of it. The like, like pulls all these scriptures in. And I want, to, I want to add the wrinkle, little wrinkle into the idea of honoring your mother and father based on what we saw out there at Six Flags. Unsupervised kids who were still representing um, the things they represent. They were representing their school. They represent representing their community. Representing their churches. Representing Christ. Representing their parents. Everyone was representing Okay, yeah. They were repping out there. And they were representing badly, most of them. I hope we represented all right, but they were representing, a lot of them were representing badly. And uh, and they had forgot at that moment, um, that we say, don't forget who you are. Don't forget whose you are. Uh, don't forget who bought you and paid the purchase price for you, that you could be uh, set free from the slavery of sin. We should all go around... Remembering that we belong to Christ and that affects our behavior Uh, on earth because, you know, one of the gifts that God gives us is I I can't see Jesus. I can't see the Lord uh, and walk with him daily, but he's, you know, the Lord gives us parents and we do see them and walk with them daily for many years of our life. They're the most important people in our life, teaching us and training us in the admonition, the nurture, and admonition of the Lord. They're sort of like in loco parentis, because that doesn't make any sense. Um, like the way that the school is sort of your surrogate parent when you're at school. Mm-hmm. You know, the parents are 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 the Christ um, representative in the family, as far as being like the tangible teacher. And and, the, and saying the discipler saying I'm following Christ so since I'm doing what Jesus is doing you can you can imitate me because I'm following Christ so follow me as Paul told Timothy follow me as I follow Christ and 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 they can obey the Lord by doing what their parents tell them to do yeah. it says children obey your parents in the Lord as an understanding that the parents are teaching the kids what the Lord would teach them if He was standing right there right okay. So remember whose you are. Remember uh, remember who you are. Remember whose you are. And so say, how do we honor our parents? So here's the wrinkle, the other side of the coin. We do that by, in, in the first sense, uh, obeying them, treating them with respect. Um, but, you know, your parents at some point in your life, they die. Your parents at some point in your life, after you become an adult, you see them much less. You go... Months without seeing your parents. Yeah. And that doesn't say children obey your parents for the first 18 years or for the thir- first 13 years and after your bar mitzvah you're on your own. It doesn't say that. It, it's it's a, a promise uh, or, or a command with a promise that has to do up until the very end of your life. Yeah. All right. So how do you honor your parents when your parents are gone? How do you honor your parents when you're an adult? How do you honor your kids as, or your parents at Six Flags... When your parents aren't there. Is that the way you honor your parents, is, or a way that you honor your parents, is at any given time, someone should be able to look at what you're doing, how you're uh, carrying yourself, your deportment, and your attitude, and your behavior, and and your drive, and whatever else you'd want to put in there. They should be able to look at who you are, your character, and look then look at your parents and say... You must be so proud that the way you honor your parents is you you are a child that your parents can be proud of that brings honor to your mom and dad, yeah, where they're not ashamed I mean the things that you do could bring shame to your parents, but what the bible's telling us to do is to bring honor to them. How do we do that in the way that we live so we say how are we going to teach our kids to honor uh honor us? and honor the Lord by honoring us is I think you have to sit them down at some point and say, okay, you're going to six flags today. We, you know, you've talked about these conversations that you have to prepare them for a situation they're going to be in. Yeah. Your friends are, there's a good chance your friends might start acting like idiots, you know, they're going to, and, and because that happens and we know that's how kids behave.
1: Yeah.
0: The, but you remember, you remember that you've been commanded to honor your family to honor you, to honor me and to honor your mother and to honor the Lord. And so at any time you, you that you're at this park today, you need to be behaving in such a way that it would bring honor to me and not shame. Yeah. That it would bring honor to Christ and not a reproach. Mm. So that's, I think how I think that's how you do it. You put that notion in their mind that what they do, the way that they live, really matters, yeah. especially as it relates to the to the Christian life and uh, you saw a really interesting thing today on the antique cars
1: yeah we were we were riding the uh, the antique cars is this little ride where they have these cars that look like old timey cars, you know, and the kids can drive them on this little metal track where they can 't run off the road. And, you know, that ride is especially popular with, you know, littler kids who aren't driving yet and who can get on there and pretend like they're driving. And anyway, we were on there with a bunch of these middle school kids (laughs) that were lined up, you know, in the cars. And there was this one car that had four middle school kids in it. And this boy kept jumping out of the car. On the track, which is a major no-no. You're not allowed to get out of the car. Uh,
0: Please keep your hands and feet in the car at all times.
1: And so he was jumping out so much that eventually it came to where there were seven or eight cars backed up behind this kid's car. Was
0: he the one driving?
1: No. He was a passenger. And, you know, like little children who were trying to just enjoy the ride. Behind us was a little boy who was probably four and he wasn't getting to do the ride because these middle schoolers were acting so idiotic. The fool. And so we were all, of course, annoyed and everything. We finally got back to the beginning. And when we got there, this boy was greeted by several Six Flags employees who had been called over there and security was waiting for him when he got to the end of it. And it was just, we were all just so pleased that that we were seeing that something was actually being done about some of the idiotic behavior that was happening at Six Flags today. But the the change in demeanor for that uh, boy was quite dramatic whenever he so was, was all, faced. So it was
0: all fun and games throwing hats out of the car, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, and he was just really living it up and... Just arrogant and large and in charge. Well, as soon as he saw security up there. He
0: looked like he'd been thrown up on the He Bat looked Man. like he
1: was about to cry. <clears throat>
0: yeah.
1: And it was just practically delightful for all of us <laughs> to see that expression on his face.
0: To see him under judgment.
1: Because he was actually having to face some consequences for the decisions that he had made, which were obviously ridiculous decisions. Mm. And I'm sure he was hoping and praying that his parents would not find out about this or his teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have a feeling that they probably did.
0: <laughs> I bet everybody found out about it. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing. And, and, and so in that moment, what he thought was just really, were his friends telling him, stop it, get back in the car?
1: They were just laughing.
0: See? his friend, I mean, boy, that's a great sermon illustration.
1: Yeah.
0: It's sort of like you know here you're just letting your friends and your neighbors and you let them throw their hat out the car, or break the rules, and you're laughing at them the way they're living and then there's then at some point you get off the car and you're stand there's they were standing there in front of the judge who is a six flags manager with her finger in his face saying you know what were you thinking you could have been hurt whatever yeah but it could have been you're never coming back to Six Flags again. It
1: honestly looked like they were going to escort him to banish him the, out of the park, to the gate,
0: kicked out of the garden. There's so much here. <laughs> this is a sermon. So he, so he was about to be kicked out of the garden. There was about to be judgment. Yeah. And his friends. What could his? He, he could have looked at his friends when he got back on the bus. Why did y'all let me act so stupid? Why did y'all let me do that? I was acting out of my mind. You know. Well, yeah. you, you were doing what you wanted to do. Yeah. But, you know, why didn't you try to stop me? You know, and, if, and if a kid, if there had been a kid that knew that the security guards were waiting on him, maybe they would have. Yeah. Maybe they would have said, hey, if you act like this, it's going to be trouble.
1: But to be honest, kids are so used to just getting away with that kind of stuff. There was one point. In, but it's a
0: safety issue.
1: There was one point when um, we were doing Rider Switch on a roller coaster and... You know, when you, you're you waiting with a smaller child and the grown ups get to switch out rides, you know, so that each one can wait with a child for one of the rides. And um, so Adelaide and I got to get on this ride in front of some other people who mm-hmm. were standing there.
0: But you had been in line before. Well, we had already. been in line much yeah. longer
1: than them, but they were middle schoolers. And when they saw me, a grown woman, a forty-year-old woman, okay,
0: I'm a man
1: getting in the car, they were yelling expletives. What
0: the? And and, and oh, I guess Emerald wasn't there at that point.
1: It was Adelaide. It was Adelaide. I mean, right there to a grown woman, it's yeah. so appalling the way that they were behaving. It really yeah. is. It, it would it would depress you to have heard it and think this is the future of our country Mm -hmm.
0: except that there were there were some moments today where i thought kids were really cool like the two kids i talked to from just those two kids that were appalled by their friends
1: but see that's why it's so important you cannot please 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 don't ever forget how important the job is that you're doing as christian parents Look, we all are going to greatly influence this planet by how we raise these children that we are in charge of. And I'm depending on you and you're depending on me to raise these kids to be followers of Christ. Mm -hmm. True followers, not just in name only, Mm -hmm. but kids who really live with holiness in mind, with the glory of God in mind. Mm -hmm. And... I mean, if we don't stick together and raise these kids according to the Bible, what kind of world are we handing to them? We have to do the job to counteract all of the the people out there who will be adults in just a few years who are getting no training, no teaching Mm -hmm. at home Mm -hmm. on how to be a, a, a person who can go out in public and be pleasant to be around
0: yeah and we have all the and we have all the answers for that, like we have the precepts that God has given us it really is to such teach a, our kids how to how to be human beings who flourish
1: yeah, it really is such a good lesson to us all when we see middle schoolers being middle schoolers I mean I can't guarantee anything that Any of my kids will do whenever I'm not there because sometimes kids make dumb decisions, even if they're getting good teaching.
0: Well, that's the thing. But but maybe it's dumb to just let kids go off on their own like that. Right. They needed an adult with them.
1: But – It is is a good lesson to all of us whenever we see people behaving not in accordance with God's Word, Mm -hmm. being rude, being hateful, mouths filled with filth, you know, and all of these things that we saw today. It really is so obvious that living according to the Bible is truly the best way to live. I mean, it just makes you a more productive and more... um,
0: Makes you a more pleasant person to be. Well, of for course, sure. it
1: makes you more pleasant. But, but I mean, it it just makes you a person who is competent.
0: Yeah. Well, you have. A, <laughs> well, but that makes sense because what what you know we have a renewed mind. Yeah. So you have a the renewed mind is the key. <laughs> to the power that we need. No, the re, we have the renewed we have a renewed mind, uh, and and it's not, it's not any more ruled by sin and darkness and death we're not in bondage to uh, uh, sin we're not bound to sin like a slave anymore and it's really sad when you run across people who are yeah because they they have they don't love god they have no desire for christ um they hate him and and so whenever they're saying what the how come she's cutting in front of me and they're uh, using the n word on the the boat you know in front of a six uh, or i guess he's a 10 year old but he lo- he looks like a little a boy they were mm-hmm. older than him by f- by about 4 years
1: yeah
0: you know just that they would just that they would think you you would you would you would think they would have some respect but they don't yeah and why should they because they're living for their father who's satan because they love they love evil and that's what they continually do that 's what the Bible says about a human being that is not in a regenerate state, yeah that's you and me, and we 're no better than them it's just that someone showed us at some point where the living water was, yeah, and Jesus, uh, through the power of the Holy Spirit, regenerated our hearts, made us new again we, we didn't do anything to deserve that, mm. you know we didn't do we weren 't better, and said you know i think i'm I want one of those renewed minds, yeah, we were happy with the with the mind. Of filth and death that we had, Yeah. and we were content to thumb our nose at God for the rest of our life and march straight to hell and hate Him there. Mm. And yet He reached down and snatched us out of that fire. That should make us so grateful. Especially when we, and it should, and it should fill our heart with compassion for these, yeah. you know, who are in such a state. So those are, and there were other moments where, you know, um. I was walking behind a girl, was walking real slow, looking at her phone. uh, and she realized that Sarah and I were behind her and she said, Oh, I'm so sorry. Just a young girl.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, and I said, I appreciate your attitude. Like I was I was started pointing it out to them when I thought they were nice because there were so few who were who were respectable.
1: Yeah.
0: Um so we 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 don't teach our kids to honor us because we want that honor or deserve it. But it's because Christ has commanded it, and it's a way that they honor God by honoring their parents, and we do that for the rest of our life uh, by being people who uh, who bring uh, glory to God, who bring a certain type of glory uh, to our parents, because you know children are glory to their father and so. we
1: we have to really examine ourselves, though
0: mm-hmm.
1: I mean, I hope that each one of these things I know it has caused me to to look at myself thinking about each of these things and just considering you know can we can we honestly say to our children, we want you to go out there and honor us if the things that they see us doing and saying are not honorable?
0: yeah, they say oh true. So should I honor you by being a hypocrite like you are?
1: Yeah. Or should I <laughs> yeah. honor should I honor you the way you honor your parents by the way you behave?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's one of those things that I, I would say kind of the wrinkle the 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 second way I'm I'm talking about tonight of honoring your parents, even if your parents are are awful people, like even if you have a terrible mom or terrible dad yeah. and you run across people that do most of us don't most of us have great parents yeah okay but what, occasionally you will find someone who you know they say well here's what my dad's like you know and it's awful
1: yeah
0: okay are you still commanded to honor him yes how okay the way that you're commanded to honor, the way that you can honor them is to do things that would you know may, maybe it would shock everybody wow look how i'm considering where he came from look at what he's become Look at how he look at how his life is going, um, you know. Or you know, for for people whose parents aren't alive, I've <clears throat> told this to people whose parents have passed away. I know your dad would be proud of you. Yeah. You know, and so you know, maybe their parents are dishonorable. Maybe they're gone, or whatever the situation may be. Um, that doesn't give you an out, and it doesn't give our kids an out. They still have to honor their mothers and their fathers because god is, God has commanded it, but yet I think you're right we we do need to examine how we um, if if we're making it hard but to how do we how command. do we
1: really honor our earthly mothers and fathers so we honor our Father in heaven mm-hmm. if we're doing that, then we will be living in an honorable way you know mm-hmm. a way that glorifies him, and that follows his commands, and that follows his word
0: mm hmm Mhm. Yeah. Good word. Well, we're over time, so uh, I've really enjoyed the podcast tonight. Just recounting the the stories of vomit. <laughs> and so. Uh,
1: we hope we didn't ruin anyone's coffee and biscuits this morning, or whatever. So
0: for fun, uh, if I can figure this out, for fun, the kids have recorded a mock podcast yes so we'll just let that be the outro of the podcast tonight okay will that work yeah okay well so we'll sign off now
1: okay thanks for listening we'll Mm. see y'all tomorrow bye-bye Bye bye. welcome
2: to your mom has a vlog podcast i'm chad edgington and i'm melissa edgington and tonight we're going to talk about three things that you have to be sure to teach your kids number one teach them how to put on deodorant. It seems like a very big problem in our schools because whenever we walk in, the teachers use up all their Lysol and, um, an air freshener in one day because of how stinky their kids are. Tell us about Sawyer, I mean Chad. <laughs> well, um, well, like, it's really disgusting because it smells so bad. <laughs> because <laughs> it smells so bad. <laughs> We got avoid the smell <laughs> Okay, number two. <laughs> what was number two? <laughs> oh, never Okay, we're skipping into number three. Okay, okay. Well, tonight we had a strange thing happen because we went to Six Flags. Somebody <clears throat> barfed on Sawyer. So the 13th teach your Kids is how not to barf on people. I mean she had to tell us how to not parf on people. Okay, you shouldn't parf on people because we have to go no, you're not saying why you shouldn't. You're saying how you don't. Oh how you don't farf on people is like just lift your shirt up and throw it up into your shirt because it'll be back down to where your stomach is so you might as well just do that or you could just do it on the ground in front of you or you could do it up and then it would just come back down on the end of you <laughs> always make sure that your mark does not go on other people because <laughs> didn't a strange thing happen to you because it got all of your face and in your eye yes And before you ride a ride, make sure that you know yourself well enough to know if you think you might barf on it, then don't get on it. This has been Your Mom Has a Blog Podcast with Chad Edgington. And Melissa (laughs) Edgington. And bye-bye.